I want you to imagine for a moment that you've got a very exciting few years planned because in your life you are going to move away for three years to be a scuba diving instructor in the Caribbean. Now is that true for anyone just in case before? No? Okay, well just imagine that's you. These next three years you are ready, you're all set to go and there it is, this is your last Christmas with your family for a few years and it comes time to exchange gifts. And there you are, the gifts are handed round. And as you open your gifts, you start to realise that they're not particularly helpful. You're given, you open one, remember you're going scuba diving in the Caribbean for three years. You open one gift and it's a big, heavy winter coat. I think, well, thank you, but that's not great. You open the next one, and this is very generous. It's a season ticket uh, for the Liberty Stadium. I think, well, that's great, but I, I, I'm not going to be here. You open the next one, and it's a set of keys to a new car. You think, oh, well, these are all lovely gifts and very thoughtful, but they don't at all help me with what I've got planned over the next three years. You know, Christmas is all about a gift. A gift from God to you and to me. And sometimes we can look at the gift of his son, the Lord Jesus, and we can think, well, that's very kind. That's very generous. And I'm sure if I understood uh, what it was all about, then I could think, well, thank you. But it doesn't make much difference to me. In my life where I am, what's it got to do with me? Well, tonight I want us to see that the gift that God gave us in his son, Jesus, is deeply relevant to our lives. Well, it looks like there's nobody here going to the Caribbean for three years to be a scuba diving instructor. But, you know what? I think we can all see or um, guess what's going to happen over the next three years for most of us in here. For most of us, this is a reality. Over the next three years, we are going to face times and things that happen in our life that are going to floor us and confuse us. We are going to face times where there's going to be deep sadness, if we're honest. As we look to these next three years, there's going to be times where we're going to be disappointed, and there's going to be times where we experience and, and see our failure in our lives. Now, I know that might sound a bit depressing. You think, come on now, what's... But look back on the last three years. What's happened? Haven't we faced times that have just flawed us? Haven't we faced things that have brought us deep sadness and disappointment? Haven't we been confronted again by our own failure to be able to live up to our own standards, let, let alone others? What if there was a gift that could help us with these next three years that we face? What if there was a gift that was going to be deeply practical? Well, you see, the gift that God gave us in his son is that gift. And I just wanted to show very briefly from the first reading we had from John chapter 1, just how um, helpful and practical a gift of that baby born in Bethlehem is to us. The first is this. Jesus is a gift of clarity in our confusion okay jesus is a gift of clarity so in the passage that was read in john's gospel we heard that john starts way back when this is the prequel of all prequels in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god so we're being told about jesus and he's been described as the word that's a strange thing to say isn't it, it sounds like a, a superhero the word why was he being called the word well, just imagine for a moment you're sitting on a train and opposite you on a train is somebody sitting right opposite you and you start to try and work out who they are and what they're like. Now, there might be a few things that you can guess. Maybe you look at their, um, their book they're reading you think you start to think about their taste in magazines or your taste in novels or books that they're reading. You might think, oh, okay, they're that kind of person. Then you might look at uh, their clothes. 
their clothes might give away what kind of job they have um, then you go maybe think a bit more and as you sit there longer you might be able to work out some of their personal hygiene uh, skills and think whether they're good or bad you might be able to work out that from sitting near them you might like to might realize what kind of sandwich they eat if they go to the to buy a sandwich and you can work out all these things uh, but there's some things you're not going to get aren't there you're not going to know their what they love you're not going to know their passions what makes them happy what makes them sad you're not going to know even their name how are you going to find out those things about the person sitting opposite you that person is going to need to use words and when they use words then you start to find out the real them see we might wonder what god is like the word has come john is saying the way that we can know that god is real that he's even there the way that we can know what he's like is through the word and the word is jesus what is god like john says look at jesus what is he what does he love look at jesus what breaks his heart look at jesus does he care about me look at jesus jesus is the word you want to know all those answers come in him and this passage tells us that the word became flesh the one who shows us what god's like came close he came near to us and why is that a helpful gift for us why is that such good news but you see it brings us clarity maybe this evening you think well um i don't even know if god is real how can i know if god is real well the word became flesh god has come he came to this world to show us he's real maybe today you think well if god is real what is he like we maybe try and guess what he's like oh i think he's like this or i think he's like that but he's come the guessing game is over we can't guess anymore because he's shown up maybe there's some questions that you have that are tough and hard and you don't know where to turn for answers maybe there's things happening in life that has just been so confusing and you wonder what's the point of all of this you see we can't get the answer on our own we need somebody to help from outside and that's who jesus is he gives us clarity maybe over this next year you will get chance to stop you will get chance to pause and the noise of life will just be switched off and you're left facing some big questions where do we go for answers well the bible tells us that this gift is jesus the gift of clarity when we're confused the second reason that jesus is a good gift is he's this he's a gift of comfort comfort in sadness comfort in sadness now as you look back on the last year maybe in the last few years i'm sure that most of us here if not all of us have experienced sadness or loss in some way or another perhaps even coming here tonight has been a big battle because you just want to get christmas out of the way because this is the first year without that loved one maybe christmas just highlights for you the sadness that there is in life and the way you find life hard maybe you just find it really lonely maybe uh, it highlights fractured relationships in our families maybe it reminds you how much you've been let down or betrayed by those you trusted maybe it, it it brings and heightens the pain of the illness that you're going through and the diagnosis that you're awaiting and you're just terrified you know we need comfort in our sadness Collins dictionary has a word for the year every year and it usually sums up the year pretty well do you know what the word was this year did you hear it it was perma crisis now that's not a new haircut um, but it is it, this is what it's called the, the word is defined as an extended period of instability 
and insecurity. And this is what the person interviewed about Colin's dictionary. I don't know if his name was Colin or not, but this is what he said. Um, After living through upheaval caused by Brexit, the pandemic, severe weather, the war in Ukraine, political instability, the energy squeeze and the cost of living crisis, we are living in an ongoing state of uncertainty and worry. And isn't that true? Permacrisis, just one thing after the other. So how does a gift of a baby 2,000 years ago help me today with the present crisis I'm going through? Well, look at what it tells us. In verse 11 of this passage, it tells us that Jesus came to his own people and his own people rejected him. Now that touches on what Jesus went on to do in his life. Because as you look at his life and even his birth, you see that he didn't have it easy. His birth, he wasn't born into comfort, remember? However nice the the postcards, the Christmas cards look in the nativity scene, it was a, a stressful, worrying time for this teenager Mary giving birth and in a place where she couldn't find anywhere to do it, so she had to just put up with a homeless shelter. You know, it would have been painful, it would have been scary, it would have been terrifying, and there she was giving birth to this one she has been told was going to be the saviour of the world. Jesus was born into poverty. From his birth onwards, he was ridiculed and mocked. He was, wasn't born into security, but he was born in, into, he, had to, he was a refugee from the start of his life. He had to flee to Egypt from his homeland. He lived a life, we're told, of grief, of sadness, of pain, of hurt. He was betrayed by those close to him. He was hurt by those he trusted. He was abandoned. He knew deep distress. So much stress, we're told, at one point in his life, he sweat drops of blood. Intense darkness he went through. See, it means this. The baby in the manger shows us that God knows what you're going through. That he's not just distant and far off. He cried tears like we cry tears. He cried out why like we cry out why. The baby in the manger shows us God has come close. So in our sadness, there's somebody bigger than us who can comfort us and help us when we face things that are just too huge for us. This is good news. God cares. And the baby in the manger is proof of it. See, Jesus is a gift of clarity in times of confusion. He's a gift of comfort in our sadness. But also, Jesus is a gift of contentment in our disappointment. Now, listen to this list, okay? I wonder if you can think, what do these things have in common? Optimus Prime, Buzz Lightyear, Furby, Game Boy, Batmobile, Ghostbusters Proton Pack, Teddy Ruxpin, Elsa, Nintendo Wii, Cabbage Patch Kids. Does anybody know what those things have in common? No? I'll tell you. When those toys came out, when those things came out, they were really hard to get hold of. They sold out. So if you had one of those in the year they came out, you were just, everybody just thought, wow, you had one of those. You remember those kind of toys? I know there's a few more I haven't mentioned as well. But something else those things have in common is this. They are mostly now gathering dust in an attic somewhere or they've been thrown in a tip. That's the reality, isn't it? However great that Ghostbusters proton pack was, do you know where it is now? You know, it, it, it's, it, we, they, these things come and they, we really want them and then they go. But that's not just a, a, to, a toy thing, is it? Isn't that a life thing? We want so many things and we get them, and then they just don't seem to satisfy or bring us that peace that we're looking for. We get the gadget, we get the toy, we get the kitchen, we get the car, we get the job, we get the promotion, we get the relationship, and still there's something not quite right. Still we're longing for more. This is um, Will Smith in his biography uh, wrote this. And obviously Will Smith is very popular, been in the news obviously recently because of 
um, his spat with Chris Rock. But this is what he wrote about fame and riches. He said, I, I was angry, not, this isn't because of the Chris Rock thing, this was before all that, but he said, I was angry because even a Grammy, millions of dollars, didn't even begin to fill the holes inside of me. The thing about money, sex, and success is that when you don't have them, you can justify your misery. If I had them, I'd feel great. But once you are rich, famous, and successful, and you're still insecure and unhappy, the terrifying thought begins to lurk, maybe the problem is me. See, he had everything that many of us in here might say, if I had that, then I'd be sorted. But still, he said, it just didn't begin to fill the hole inside of me. Now, how does a baby born 2,000 years ago help us with this? Listen to what verse 4 says in our passage that we looked at. In him was life. Jesus came to give life. And in him was the light of men. He came to give life. Now, when you read on in John's gospel, he tells us this. If you trust in Jesus, trusting in him is like drinking water that will leave you never going thirsty again. It's like eating bread that will always fill you up. He's come to give life in its fullest. See, in this passage that we read, it tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and He was God, and the Word created us. God made us. So the one who made us knows what makes us tick, knows what will satisfy our hearts, knows what will fill those holes that nothing else can fill. See, what if the baby in the manger is the answer to those longings that you have? What if? Maybe you've tried everything else. Well, the Bible's answer is, it's Jesus. The endless search for our contentment is found in him. Maybe this year is the time for us to say, you know, I've tried everything else. What about Jesus? See, the gift of Jesus is, is deeply relevant to us. In times of confusion, he gives clarity. In times of sadness, he gives comfort. In times of disappointment and emptiness, he gives contentment. And the last one is this. He gives us compassion in our failure. Now, there's a lot of pressure at Christmas time, isn't there? A lot of pressure to get our decorations right um, and Instagram ready. A lot of pressure to find matching pyjamas for yourself and your partner and your dog. You know, to find them all the same is really hard work. To get the pressure to get the food right and, and the, the, you know, to get the right desserts in and right snacks, the right gifts for people, trying to find that Ghostbuster proton pack, you know, whatever it is you're after. Lots of pressure. And then, you know, there's lots of pressure on children too, isn't there? And children, maybe you'll know what this is like. Because what's the question children get asked this time of year a lot? And maybe you've asked it or maybe you've heard it being asked. Have you been good this year? Have you been good? What a question. Now, what if that was asked to you? Have you been good this year? How, how, is, it, how is it going? You know, when we think, well, you know, there's ways I'm sure I can think of that I have been good. But if we're honest, there's ways as well in which we've let other people down. There are words we've used that have cut people we love to the heart and hurt them. There are ways in which we've let ourselves down. There is a darkness in our heart, if we're honest, that scares us. And as we look at this year ahead, we will fail. We will let ourselves down. We will let others down. We need a gift that's going to help us with that. Well, guess what? Jesus is that gift. He comes and he knows about our failure. He knows about uh, what we've done wrong, and yet he still says, I want to forgive you. The problem often this time of year is we make God a bigger Santa Claus, don't we? Don't we think he is just watching us, making a list, 
checking it twice, trying to find out who's naughty and nice. We think that God is coming to us and saying, have you been good this year? Are you good enough for me? That's how we think God is, isn't it? But the Bible says, no, that is not what God is like. This passage tells that Jesus comes in grace and truth. He comes to offer us a gift, not to say you need to earn something. So he says to us, I want to offer you a fresh start. I want to forgive all the wrong you've done. I know all about it. Yes, even that, I know about it, and I want to forgive you. I want to offer you a fresh start because it's not about how we work up to God. Christmas is all about God coming down to us. What would be the point in him coming if it was just about us trying to be religious? That's not why he came. He came to offer us forgiveness. He came to offer us a fresh start. He came to offer us grace uh, through truth of who he is. So don't think that God is just a big Santa in the sky. God loves you, he knows your failure, and the reason Jesus came was to offer us forgiveness. That's why he died on the cross. That's why he, he did that for us, so that we could be forgiven. Jesus came as a gift, not to be earned, uh, not so that we could build ourselves up to it, but just as a free gift for us. We can't earn it. It's all of God's grace, his kindness, his love to us. Now, the reality over these next three years, now that our scuba diving trip is off, is that we will face times of confusion. We're gonna face times of sadness. We're gonna face times of disappointment and failure. What gift can help us with that? Well, our God in heaven who knows you through and through and loves you dearly says, look at my son. He's the gift. He can help you. He knows you. He loves you. And he doesn't want you to face life on your own. It is too hard and too uh, tough for us. Here's a gift for you. Now, as we finish, what are you going to do with the gift of Jesus today? Don't put it off. Don't ignore him. He wants you to accept. So why not do that this year? If you want to know more, can you see these bags at the front here? There's some on the front table and some around the back. Grab one of them. In there, you will find um, the Gospel of John. So that we've read the first 18 verses, so you're already on the way. Um, you're halfway through the first chapter, and uh, that'll just tell you how Jesus' best friend wrote about his life and said, this is why you can trust him. Uh, in there, there's a little booklet as well. It'll just explain a bit more about the Christmas gift. Just take one of them. They're free. Um, there are some, some, if you're lucky, there's some with a chocolate bar in them. I don't know how they sneaked in there, but there are. Um, but don't let that put you off if you haven't got one. Just take one, and they're yours to keep and enjoy. And if you want to know any more, I'd be very happy to chat. But don't put off this gift. Jesus is coming, and he's saying, I'm the gift we need over these next three years, whatever they may hold. Please trust in me, he says. Let's pray before we sing our last um, him, I would ask Carol together. And as I come to pray, uh, I know at the time of Christmas it can be hard for many. As I said, you might have dragged yourself to come here because you were just dreading just Christmas time because it's hard. I'm going to pray for you and those especially in here tonight who are struggling with that, who need God's comfort. I'm going to pray that God would comfort you and help you in this time. So let's spend some moments together in prayer. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much that Christmas shows us that you draw close to us in our need. Thank you that Christmas shows us that we have got a God who knows what it's like to live in skin, live in this world. And I pray tonight, Lord, for those in here who are struggling, those in here who might have had a terrible few years, those in here who have faced things that have flowed them. Lord God, by your spirit, would you comfort them now in their need? You know, as they dread this week ahead and dread these coming days, I pray, please, that you would help them and strengthen them in their need. And would they turn to you as the God of all comfort, 
the one who knows what it's like to cry tears of sadness, the one who knows what it's like to go through physical pain, the one who knows what it's like to go through uh, periods of deep darkness, the one who knows what it's like to cry out why. Lord God in heaven, would you comfort those in sorrow and grief tonight? And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.